This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we discuss working while black, white comfort, white feminism, white tears, and white on white Air Force Ones. No, seriously. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Yeah, but then things got weird. She she was Kaya. She was Kaya. She was weird. She was, I think I, I would like to revisit family. that. I always found I'm, it interesting that she was some sort of Rastafarian seeming yeah, person. Yeah, that's what that's what I enjoyed because right, was like, right. In my mind, I always as thought former, I was the Afrocentric ratchet. As a former Rastafarian so seeming person, that. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, I did. I was very I was confused like, by oh, it. Right. I get it now. Uh huh. But I was like, what I enjoyed the it. Heck? I was like, I can relate to that. I was like, I do not like or <laughs> of these shenanigans. Like, I can relate this to that. Is, that's not how she's this an Afro vixen. Like I was all. I was you could be an Afro vixen. You can't. I don't think you can. I have to really think about this. Can you be a Rastafarian and sing my neck, my back, lick my pussy, and my crack? I don't know enough about Rastafarian religion. I have to revisit it. But I shouldn't it. be a Muslim saying that and I do it every right. day. Right. I have to revisit it with my adult mind. Because okay. at the time, I was like, this is a fucking abomination. Well, at the time, you we were younger, and that's when. We a lot of the things we felt about womanhood now is just like right. out the. That's why window. I have to revisit it. That's why I have like, to revisit it. You know, but I was we were like highly disturbed. Lauren Hillized. Yes. <laughs> so we, yes. you know, we didn't right. really. You're right. You're right. Because I enjoyed her, but I didn't say it out loud. You know but what I mean? You didn't say you enjoyed yeah, Kai out loud, right? Yeah, I, I didn't say you. it out loud. I got you. I, I was say- cool with her until MTV Cribs went in her house and she was like a Rasta. And I was like, what is this life? I found it interesting. Like, I wasn't upset, but I couldn't right. be out, out loud about not being upset. Right, right, right. Because right. I was Lauren Hillized. Yeah. <laughs> I was also Lauren Hillized. I remember when Lauren. Hi, guys. Oh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Okay. I am Queen. I'm Jay, and this, this is, is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. That was dope. Woo! That's like, like really came into our conversation. Like, yeah. y'all are nosy, and yeah, just no, I was to ready to talk about that. No, I was saying I remember being like in like eighth or ninth grade, and me and my best friend at the time were like, "Yo, I think we had heard Lauren's verse on one of those things on her first album." Uh-huh. So everybody really were like, "That's who we are. That's who we want to be. <laughs> we want to be just like her." Like, we literally said mm-hmm. that out of our mouths. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought that was funny. And now she's still running around in turtlenecks and <laughs> doing weird stuff. And we're I all like, that, girl, why? Even though this was not any of our topics, but since right. we're saying it, I heard that a lot of her stuff 
was written by not her. <laughs> right. That's the so thing. that's why when she performs, she does like renditions of those songs because she can't just perform them as like she doesn't have rights to them or some shit so that's why she kind of does covers of right 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 well what's good is that most free thinking people don't want her to ever perform again yeah so that worked out (laughs) except for those millions well not millions thousands of people in afropunk but um right right i really do feel like a lot of us were there out of some sort of internal black obligation that we felt the need to see her live in this way yeah i'm adding that to my list of regrets in life (laughs) you know how are you doing listeners i'm saying that they can reply to me but let's wait let's give them time to respond like blues clues okay or what's that other one yes yes (laughs) hi guys how are you you are good that's great Anyway, oh what kind of tea are you drinking? Drinks, drinks, That means I can't talk for the rest of the show, right? That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a chai tea. I am also drinking chai. Drinks again. Um, this. Been good. Mm-hmm. Naima is trying to readjust her life because she is has entered the workforce. Sorry. Well, yeah, which is I didn't want to go back to the man, yeah. but um, the landlord man was like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, I mm-hmm. guess I'll get a job." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm trying to adjust. Um, you know, doing what I do and having a job again because it was a year off. Like a really, it was a really great year. Mm-hmm. But um, I can do it. I'm just. Adjusting, mm-hmm. my body's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I feel like it happened to me. I was enjoying your year off. <laughs> I really do. I feel like it happened to me. I had time like that also when I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was doing other stuff, but I wasn't like beholden to like the man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't wish this life on. It's anybody. making me an extra busybody though, because yeah. I know that since now my time is allocated to something. Yeah. My time is like I try to fill that shit up. Yeah. Like I noticed, like right, today, right, right. I, today I worked. I woke up, cleaned my kitchen, sorted my laundry. Mm-hmm. Like I did mad stuff. Mm-hmm. Did my social media for Mix Vixen. This is that. Like okay, heading to work. Mm-hmm. When I was working before, I slept until I had to be to work. Right, right. Like I noticed that I'm like, oh, got mm-hmm. I got home from work Saturday, and I was like, oh, let me do this. this, this. Like That's I good. think I yeah, it's. Changing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, cool. that's what's cool. going on. Cool. 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 Um, what is happening with me? Oh, I want to see that uh sneaker culture exhibit, but we'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it, really. My dog is driving me insane. We're yo, her dog is still on one, she's on one, yeah. And we're getting her fixed soon, yeah. which is exciting. Um, and she uh has been threatening me this evening yeah she's she was just growling at us just growling and if i look at her again she's she like might, she she's threatening me like yeah. she's stopping and staring at me like what are you gonna take this bottle cap this away from me crazy. this is why you're a bitch yeah i see you hennessy don't fucking growl at me bitch anyway bitch i just wanted to oh, say it again okay <laughs> all right all right so 
as we were prepping for, for this, this show, <laughs> bitch, nah. in, the time, <laughs> in the time that we were preparing for this show, uh, the Emmys took place, and, and Viola, Viola Davis, Davis won. What did she win the Emmy for? Best for best actress in a drama, which is amazing. Amazing, first black woman to win this award. Amazing. You know they don't really give us things, mm-hmm. cause they don't think we deserve nice things. Right, right, right. <laughs> she um has this beautiful speech. She gave an amazing speech. Amazing speech. She shouts out other mm-hmm. black um women actors, yep. and it was, it was the bomb. She like, recites Harriet Tubman. Tubman she, like, and and I think the strongest thing for me and the entire point of her speech was saying that the only thing that is keeping black women from being or women women of color or actors of color anyone of color from yeah. being successful is the lack of opportunity. opportunities done and done yes it was amazing it was amazing it was really really good and um enter the haters yes enter nancy lee graham yes and then the who green- is that you ask yeah who the who Nancy Who Lee Graham. Nancy Lee Graham. If you Google her, if you in you if you're in your thirties or maybe maybe your late twenties and you watched um soap operas, what soap opera was it? General Hospital was she on? Uh she was I think so. She was on there for like years. Uh-huh. And then she was on the other one, Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa Barbara. I think that was that I feel like that was a nighttime soap. Um yeah, she was on General Hospital. Since 1963, she's had, you know her face when you see her. Yeah, because I didn't know who her name, who she was right. by name either. Right, right, right. But she's you had, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, you know, in the great words of the late Three LW, haters are gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate, yo. You was know, Three LW. Yeah. Okay. Shot callers are gonna call. Ballers are gonna ball. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so she proceeds to get on the Twitters, and these are her tweets. I will read them to you. She has since deleted them, but the great folks at BuzzFeed. (laughs) She deleted the tweets. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you know how that goes. So what are we supposed to think she's apologizing for? I guess. Anyways, but she knows they're out there. Right, right, right. They're out there. So these are her tweets. I wish I loved Viola Davis' speech. But I thought she should have let Shonda Rhimes write it. Basically, um, another case of kind of like tone policing. Right. And questioning how someone delivered their message Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that shit. Then she tweeted. Let me see if there's a time lapse. Well, because in this one, she's like... A little well, she uses a curse, so it makes me think she's angry. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, I'm a fucking actress for 40 years. None of us get respect or opportunity we deserve. Emmys, not venue for racial opportunity. Whoa. All the Whoa. word all is all caps. Of course. Women belittled. Mm. So that was a little all lives matter shit. Right. Like what? Mm-hmm. Why are you coming at Viola? Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then she goes on to say, someone, uh, but when she said those two tweets, Twitter just went off and they was cursing her out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to her mention, if you need to laugh, 
go to her mentions mm-hmm. and just look at what people are saying to this woman because it's hilarious. So she's responding to someone and she's they basically were saying she didn't know what she was talking about. And she's mm-hmm. like, I do too. I think she's the bee's knees. Okay. I don't know who told her that. Mm-hmm. But she's elite of TV performers. Brilliant as she is, she has never been discriminated against. What? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So I don't know who is her cell phone provider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they should have shut that they shit down. Shut it off. Who is her Wi Fi network? They should have shut that down. Who is she to say when a black woman has experienced discrimination? Discrimination. Like that's such blindness to general life. Ha ha, general hospital. <laughs> um yeah, that's such blindness to life. And just blindness to like somebody else's experience. Yeah, like it's not. It's and not, like, where have you been? First, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Where have you been? And these are issues that women of color often discuss in these platforms. This is essentially this speech is essentially very similar Come to on. Halle Berry's speech. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. when she won her Oscar. Does she would she rather her not? talk about have the speech from a former slave in front of this white audience mm-hmm. and make them feel awkward is that what was the problem white comfort is really at the top of everyone's list yeah. of like things to bear in mind while living we got to make sure we keep white people comfortable, comfortable. yeah yeah i feel that was an issue mm mm-hmm. mhm like mm-hmm. how dare she? She was uncomfortable. She wasn't included in the discussion. It at, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't about a- her. It was this was peak white feminist shenanigans. Yes, but and wait, there's more. No, I don't have the exact tweet. But then Patricia Arquette, I got it. <laughs> okay, a Patricia Arquette, Nancy Lee Grand, <laughs> stop that right now. <laughs> It is a venue for whatever the winner wants to say. It is her win. She is saying something that is proven. Wait, that's all I have. I just have that one highlight. I don't think that's... Oh, now I know what this is about, though. Okay. Because I think we saw this as as one way, but now I kind of see what it's about. Okay. I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you finish. And then I'm gonna oh. tell you what this what this Patricia Arquette shit is about. Yeah, so she said, yeah, that was I read that off. Stop that right now. It's a venue for whatever the winner in all caps wants to say. It is her win. She is saying something that is proven. So that's Patricia Arquette. We're all like, girl. What? Didn't what? you on that other award show say that blacks and people of the LGBT community? It's time need to fight to, for, for fight for women's, women's rights now. Mothers, white women, mothers, and citizens, and and we supposed we supposed to put aside our, um, our marginalization, our our marginalization for you. Do you remember that? I remember it. You did that on the award stage too. I don't get how she's the authority on telling people <laughs> what right. to say so, but and how to treat black women. Right, right, right. So, okay, so she chimes in with this, and this is really the point when Nancy Grant thinks that it's important to begin this apology train that she runs on all of okay. us. Um, what I Now that I'm reading this tweet from Patricia Arquette again, correct me if, if you think otherwise, but I feel like she's defending 
the stance that she took when she was a winner uh-huh. And she used her platform for peak white feminism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I've, I've thought that. Yeah, That's I feel like I this is about she's her. She's the winner. She can, she go can do whatever she, she wants. Because I did just that. Just like I did. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's what I got from right. it. Right. And she shouldn't be judged or I got whatever. From, but it was just from me. That's what I got from it. But I knew it wasn't about me. But it was like, yeah. shut up, Patricia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, somebody tweeted Patricia and says, hold on there, Patricia. Didn't you say women of color and LGBT need to come together and help white women? Bye. <laughs> yes. Bye. Yeah. So yeah, that's what um happened that like just now. Yeah. What what I think would benefit these white feminists who are obsessed with their ideas of feminism and their cause uh, in ways that excludes women of color and LGBT. Um, they should just be quiet, you know. <laughs> just shut up. They're not. They're not. They're not. Because I I called Apple Care and they said <laughs> I'll get my part and I persevered. <laughs> Where's my part? Because I, I persevered. Apple Care. They're not. It's just be quiet. an award. <laughs> blah blah blah. Like, they're not gonna yeah. be quiet. This is and be what. And the great words of Chris Brown. <laughs> how you hating on how you hating on the outside of the club? You can't even get in. Hello, why weren't you at the Emmys? Why weren't you why at the you Emmys? There? Yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. We've discussed the concept of white feminism before, correct? Yeah, we have. Okay, good. We're not gonna revisit it. You guys, Google white feminists. Now onto other white shit. <laughs> onto other white. Listening to um, one of Mark Maron's older podcasts where Ryan Sinek, Wyatt Sinek was featured, um, comedian, comedic writer for The Daily Show, who was the only um, black writer on staff. Right, at the time. I think he was there, what did he say, from 2008 to 2012, or I think he was there for four years, um, but he had left the show a while ago. And I just assumed that he had left to do other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was listening to this podcast and he talks about an incident that he had with Jon Stewart where Jon had done an imitation of Herman Cain. They were, you know, he had imitated a few of the presidential candidates. Um, And when he did the imitation, why it felt like he, it wasn't like a creative impersonation. He wasn't impersonating Herman Cain. He was impersonating like generic black dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, he mentioned that he was, you know, a little bit offended by it. And John took like major offense to it. And um, yeah, like screamed at him and said that he was fucking done with him and I sense a tone in your voice and he's like you know no I don't have a tone I'm just expressing as the only black person on staff I'm expressing you know my perspective on this yeah wherein you're you know I don't think you're racist you're not seeing it through my lens I'm just expressing yeah. where and I'm coming from and I'm just from. saying that this makes me feel uncomfortable right I can say that's the thing that annoys me when it comes to these interactions with white people is I am telling you that something you did offended me. Yes. You are crossing a yes. boundary. You are making me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they clearly don't give a fuck. Right. And then you tell me how I'm supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, right. why? What? Right. So what struck me about this 
is I've been thinking a lot lately about the experience of working while black. Yeah. And so in this in this story that Wyatt tells of what happened and why he was he you know felt like he needed to leave the show is that he felt like they were all writers and they were there and he was doing a job and it was his his responsibility to bring his experience to yeah. the show. Um, Especially since he kind of was a token black right, writer. Right, right, right. He said that after that happened, he felt... And it, it wasn't... He said it wasn't that he disagreed, but it was that he reacted on such a personal level like he was being attacked personally. Yeah. And going on to say how he's not racist and blah, 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 instead of seeing that maybe you, you did something that maybe wasn't cool here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he said he, he felt isolated he felt like he was alone yeah. on the staff. He felt like he said he went that day and there was like a there's a baseball field across the street from wherever they shot the mm-hmm. Daily Show. He said he went, he sat on the bleachers and cried, which like to some people sounds can sound a, a bit dramatic, but like if you value your work and you value what you do and the moment that the work that you're doing, the moment that a conversation about your work becomes some sort of intense like personal back and forth you think that you're just having you're just offering your opinion about the work that you're doing and you should be responded as such yeah and then it turns into some something else that can be very then then it's like on top of that when you work with they were working together for about four years Mm -hmm. you you develop a kind of relationship and camaraderie so i don't know if they were like friend friend friends but you just don't expect you expect Someone who has said. known you for years to right. understand. That's what he said. That this is like there was this. He's never seen any other blow up like that. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying. And and in his in his discussion of the incident, yeah, I'm all that I'm hearing is race, 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 race. And yeah. at no point did he mention that he felt like he was. He did. He said he felt he felt alone. He said he felt isolated. He said he felt like he wasn't a part of the team. And um, but he didn't say that he felt like it was because of his race when yeah. to me i think this kind the nature of this blow up had to do, do a lot with the fact that yeah. he was working while black yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like definitely. who is he to question what john is doing yeah when that is like what you do that's yeah. like a you know normal thing or whatever um but yeah i thought that was interesting because lately i think that i've been encountering a lot of people i mean Working while black has always been an issue. Much, I, I feel like we often find ourselves in situations where we are the only person of color, where we are the only black person, where we are the only black woman or black male or whatever. Um, and we're always working to make the people around us feel comfortable and not wanting to stand out or say things. See, like, I know like for me, I don't have instances like that in my mm-hmm. life, really. Mm-hmm. So it's... I always find it interesting. Like, you know how I'm always like, why are you appeasing these people? Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. I've never really been in places where I was the only black person. Mm-hmm. I've been in places where there was enough of us so I would not have to feel... Right. You know what I'm saying? I've right. never been anywhere where I was the only black person. Mm-hmm. Maybe since maybe a few times when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. I went to Spence for science or whatever, and I was the only black girl then. But I never, I never had... Those I don't have those situations, so mm-hmm. I don't 
not to say I don't get it, right. but I've never experienced those things. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes people have to talk me down. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm at work, and I'm kind of by myself. Right. Like, <laughs> like right, I don't right, have an right, army. Right. Yeah. I'm by myself. Yeah. yeah. And it's, that's scary. It is scary. That's scary. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary. There have been... Recently in my life, I think we, you and I both know several people who have been looking to get out of their current job yes. because of the microaggressions and the types of racism that they're experiencing yeah. at work. Like, we have one friend who loves her job, is there all the time. We do. Puts in, well, I don't know if I would say she loves her I know, job. I'm joking. Maybe she don't love it. <laughs> but she's willing to work overtime. She's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. She works all overtime. She's there all, all the time. All the time. Got a new boss. Sometimes the lights are turned off and she's still and she's in, in there working, <laughs> yeah. like clacking it on her computer. Yes. Um, and I think that she has always been one of the only black people at her job. Yeah, she has. Yeah, and I think her, her last boss was white. And this new boss in particular has gone out of his way to make her I feel like, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And it is, like, from a racial standpoint. Yeah, It's not just regular... Is. Definitely, you is. know, working type stuff, and it's not. It's not. I think a lot of times people think of racism as, as especially white people, racism in such specific ways. Yeah, like if I don't, if I'm not swinging a noose in front of you, right? Or I'm not right. wearing a white sheet, or I'm, not, I'm not saying nigger, nigger, then, then I'm not. What's racist. the problem? Then I'm not yeah. racist, and nothing racist is happening here. And so, what are you saying? And I say specifically white people because they don't experience. The things that we experience. Yeah. They don't know how it feels. And when we say how it feels, they're like, what? I've yeah, never felt this. So how could you be feeling this? How could this be? You don't have to how feel could it. This be you happening? have the complexion for protection. You have the complexion. You don't for have protection. to feel it. These aren't things you have to feel. Yeah. Why do you have to feel these things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I, I just I just find it interesting and sad. I have another friend of mine who Works in retail, got promoted from working the sales floor mm-hmm. to working in the stock room to being a supervisor, and um, always loved her job, always enjoyed what she was doing. And her boss had made several comments. I think she was shopping for shoes for her kids because mm-hmm. she worked in retail, so she's now at the store where she works, yeah. where she gets a discount, and it's school time yeah. shopping for her kids, and. He made comments to other employees about, oh, well, she's, you know, she got her tax check and now she's spending it all on shoes. She has kids. Really? Yeah. I think I know this person. You do know this person. Wow. Yeah. And this is just like, this is like one of lots of little things. And when when you know that someone thinks these things about you, mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that I, I rarely do I hear white people at work having issues or talking about things that they know the boss has discussed about them and their personal life and blah, 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 you know? Um, so yeah, just talking to other people about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had issues with that him too. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was that thing, but I didn't recognize it. Oh no, not that person. We're talking about somebody else. Okay. But But what happened? Go ahead. I, maybe that's what that was, but I didn't, I don't, I didn't look at it that way because I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not Mm going to talk to me that way Mm -hmm. and do what you want. I remember being in a meeting at work. Um, they made an announcement. I can't really remember what it was, but it was like some fake ass 
we're going to reward you with a $5 gift card. Like right. some dumb shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, I said out loud in a meeting, that's whack. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Right. So he pulls me aside and he's like, um, that was messed. You know, you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you plan on working here? And I was like, um, until I stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what are you? Well, you, you're bringing down the tone of the store. And I was like, it was a store. And I was mm-hmm. like, me, my one self, I hold up the morale of this whole store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm dope. Yeah. And then I guess he realized this conversation is not going, like, mm-hmm. I it's not going where he right. wanted it to go. And I was like, I... Right. I'm tearing down the morale of mm-hmm. this whole store. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm pretty dope then. Yeah, that was that was another experience. So this this person that I'm talking about is from a, this is a whole other white person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other white man. Wow. Um, yeah, that particular person who you're talking about because we once worked at the same job. Yeah. I remember experiences. I remember feeling like that at work, like I was being targeted or singled out or or not. My work wasn't being recognized because uh-huh. I was a black person. Yeah. Um, but then also, because we had a predominantly... Our staff was of color, was of New York, yeah. which is most of what the city is. Yeah. Um, I remember corporate coming in and saying, oh, well, the store should reflect the shoppers. It's, yeah. Which okay, is I fucking racist. Yes. Right? So the store does not have to reflect the clientele. That's some racist shit that yeah. says... I'm uncomfortable seeing all of these brown people. Also, I have experienced this stuff. I just didn't here. take it in that way. Right, because right, we were right. And then working at the same place. Right, right, right. And then you were also working with, like, your peers. Were, our peers were all of color. It was. It's different sometimes than working in an environment where you're the only black person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like but, I had, I had backup. I had an army. Right, 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 right. People, right. and then I had. Even if I didn't speak up to who was expressing mm-hmm. these microaggressions, mm-hmm. I had someone to my right to speak to. Right. And not everyone Right, has right, right, that. right, right. Yeah. So their whole thing of, you know, the store needs to be more reflective of the customer, which we're in New York City. These are the people who work. These are the people... Yeah. These are the people who do... <laughs> this kind of work mm-hmm. in New York City. We are yeah. people of color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So who now are you going to import in to work on Fifth yeah. Avenue because you think that your Fifth Avenue customer is it's not a, brown? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that yeah. was t- total coded like racism and I wish I gave less fucks in that moment. But you mentioned earlier the experience of working while black in instances well, yeah, where... Yeah, when, um, when, insta- when, when these social... Matters happen as, you know, if, for example, as a Tray- Trayvon Martin situation or a Mike Brown situation. Like, I don't know how I could, by the grace of God, while this stuff has heated up and a Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. has heated up, mm-hmm. I was unemployed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working on my own. So I don't know how I could go to work after, um, the Eric Garner mm-hmm. verdict, mm-hmm. going to work and then acting like acting normal, right? As if nothing happened. Nothing, yeah. No one is going to talk about it. No but one's going to talk about it but you. If you talk about it, it's like let's not let's not bring mm-hmm. damper down the mood and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff. Or if you do talk about it, there are people. I would hope not so much anymore. But there are people who were like, "What? Who's that?" You know what I mean? Yes, yes. What? I, I do. I actually do know what you when, mean. What happened? I was sitting at my desk. Uh, 
I was sitting at my desk after the Trayvon Martin incident happened. And no, this wasn't right after. This may have been, this may have been like six months to a year after it happened, right? Probably more like six months-ish. And I was working in an environment where I was the only black person, I think on the floor, maybe there were four of us on the floor, but in my particular section. Yeah, I was about to say, y'all were spread out. Yeah, we were spread we out. We can't be together in one space. No, not at all. That's we were spread out, right? Right. So in my section of maybe 30 people, 40 people, it was just me, right? And I was like the only person of color. There was a Puerto Rican woman there, but she heavily she was identified she was Puerto Rican. as white. You're <laughs> a bad person. Um, they don't like yeah yeah so i had posted so it wasn't anything none of those things would happen you know police brutality or any of those things would happen in the news and then someone discuss it at work that would not happen unless it was like fun light white type stuff yeah right um, Gotta add cream in that coffee yeah, yeah 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 so i had at my desk tagged to my wall which is kind of a bold thing to do i had tray a little picture of trayvon martin like tacked on my attack board uh-huh. but it was like behind stuff it was there you could see it if you were sitting at my desk which uh-huh. you shouldn't be i could see it that was the yeah. point right i could see it it's there i don't want to forget this or that this, these things are happening while yeah. i'm sitting at this job that has nothing to do with real life yes. right we're sitting here i'm doing pts reports that have nothing to do about yeah. life at all and so my boss had to go behind she didn't have to but she liked to do this a lot go into my cubicle and like get something from my desk or something or whatever over there not a big deal to me whatever she comes back and there's like a it was like late in the day so a bunch of us were kind of sitting around and she's like oh who's that cute guy who's that cute guy on your wall what is that and i was like oh my god who is that and so I, had, I was like what are you talking about who is this young first of all she thought it was like a boyfriend or something which that was, he was clearly, he was a, clearly a child but you know but you know we all look alike they can't tell how old age. we are or whatever mm-hmm. so i was like what are you talking about so i go behind my desk just to confirm what she was talking about i was like oh my god this is gonna be awkward so i said that out loud to prep everyone i was like oh this is awkward that's actually trayvon martin which why don't you know what he looks like? It was like the picture of the kid in the hoodie. Yeah, everywhere. That was everywhere. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I didn't go into all of that, but it was just like, wow, this is very, this is very uncomfortable. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? What? I'm there for making people uncomfortable. I'm like, oh. Yeah, see, and so here's the other thing. I like thing. that. Right, so. right, right, right. So here's the other thing if you need your job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and I, I, I've it. never been in those environments. Right. Well, that's where... the goal is to get to the point where you don't need this. Yeah. So that you could just be like, oh well, do da da da. Right. Not turn the roots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you need your job because these are the people in positions of power, 
and they don't, as is proven, anytime they feel awkward, which is really what kind of ended up happening to me and how I ended yeah, up not yeah, in that role. Yeah. Anytime they feel uncomfortable, it's your fault. Yeah. And I cannot deal with this uncomfort, discomfort. I shouldn't have to deal with it as a white person in this country. Any level, if some shit is making me uncomfortable, it has to be eliminated. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't do anything in that role to make anyone uncomfortable Mm -hmm. aside from exist which is why they eventually did their best to get rid of me lie to hr about me and blah 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 it was that one it was that one yeah Mm. so that was definitely um an experience that sounds terrible it was i feel like we needed we need like black days like you know you have wellness days yeah we need black days. Mm-hmm. We need days when you can just call. I shouldn't have to use my well, my wellness days. Yeah, for, for my for, black for days. For my black days, they yeah. should be separate. Mm-hmm. Look, hey, look, mm-hmm. calling out for struggle. Yeah, I'm the black guy mm-hmm. who sits at the cubicle on the left. Yeah, him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we need black days. Mm-hmm. A wellness day? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. extra days. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for me, listening to Wyatt Snack's interview and listening to him talk about, again, another progressive white liberal, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's Jon Stewart and people kind of, like, worship what he does, people of all colors or whatever, especially Mm -hmm. if you love comedy, if you love politics or whatever. He's usually on the right side of whatever the discussion is. Um, it was interesting when his ego is not involved. This is a situation right. where his ego is involved. Right, right. That's right. the only difference. Yeah. So yeah, you can be all about me and an ally all you want, mm-hmm. but as soon as I question mm-hmm. your being and it fucks with your ego, mm-hmm. then this shit comes. Yeah, up. that's yeah. exactly what yeah. that was. It was interesting because everything that Wire was saying about feeling isolated at work, feeling alone, feeling undervalued, feeling like he didn't belong there. It's just interesting how this can happen in any space. Any space, in any instance. He was okay working there all that time, and then in that one split second, now I have to go across Mm -hmm. the street and cry by myself Mm -hmm. in a baseball field. Mm -hmm. You took that from me, just like that, and then you just going on your merry life because Mm -hmm. you're a white John Stewart, Mm -hmm. and you can do what the fuck you want, and just like that, my life has changed. Yeah, I thought that was was really interesting. Um, So. That sucks. It did suck. Anyway, you guys can go back and listen to that episode of Mark Maron, or you can just Google White Snack, um, John Stewart, or White Snack Daily Show, and... uh, they're like transcripts of the interview. But yeah, I thought I thought that was very interesting. I was listening and I was like, wow, this is this is a case of working while black. That's you exactly know? what that was. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's change the mood a little bit. Yes. And um, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. On a lighter note, I mentioned earlier that I had gone to see um the exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum, The Rise of Sneaker Culture. Yeah. Which I was excited about. Because you're into sneakers. I'm into sneakers. I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead because I don't believe in um, the culture of like collecting anything. So, um, <laughs> why are you laughing? Because I'm a hoarder. Yeah, like okay. what? I don't believe in collecting things. I don't believe in collecting Just like a things certain I thing. don't need. Just things I don't need. <laughs> but no, I used to collect dolls. I used to collect sneakers. I don't believe in like the culture of collecting, like having a collection. I'm not listening to any of this. Shut Let's up. Move on. We do believe in collecting. Let's move in on. a different way. It's collecting. 
Just because it's not one uniform thing doesn't mean it's not a collection. No, I understand that. I understand what you're saying. But there are people who collect certain yeah, things. I know. I, know I don't that. believe in that. That's all that I'm saying. But you collect. I Yes, that okay. is a good point. Okay. Okay. That is a good point. Okay. I believe they call that a hoarder. Yes, that's that's a good point. Maybe that's why I don't believe in collecting things. Because I don't need to be consciously collecting shit when I'm subconsciously collecting <laughs> things. Unconsciously already. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but anyway, so I went to see the white feminist exhibit, The Rise of Sneaker Culture, at the Brooklyn Museum. <laughs> that's basically what it proved to be. Uh-huh. Um, and... Uh, Right, so I like sneakers. I appreciate sneakers. I know that I'm not the only woman woman who, who, is appreci- into who is into sneakers, especially being from New York, being a woman of color. There are lots of us. Like yeah. this is like normal stuff. Yes. you know what I'm saying. Um, so I'm there. I'm looking at the exhibit. It's basically a bunch of sneakers in like a case. It was like a room and a half, mm-hmm. right? Which they made. I, I don't. I, I, maybe it was just a big deal to me, but they kind of made it seem like it was a big... We've been to these exhibits at the Brooklyn Museum before, and you go into a room, and you're like, oh, wow, that was amazing. And you're like, oh, wow, there's more. And there's always another room and another yeah, room and another room. Yeah, but how much are you dedicating to sneakers in a museum? Like, let's be for real. This is the Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. I'm not making space, huge amounts of space This is for my sneakers. thing. Why the fuck did they bother, though? Because they make space for every fucking exhibit that they want to make space for. Mm-hmm. Why did you fucking bother with this? Because even the other exhibit wasn't huge. Which the one? Hills, the one with the shoes? There was Yeah, but there were several rooms. And it was, it was one it room was that looped highly around. visual. It was one room that went around like this. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was huge, but I felt like it was... I felt it like could, it represented... It could have been, been bigger than the sneaker thing. I don't know. Right, 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 No, I felt like it, it was bigger than the sneaker thing, and I feel like it represented a full, wide range of fucking heels. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We like heels. We wear shoes yeah. and shit like that. I felt like it was well thought out, and it fucking included mad shit. And it was visually stimulating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This sneaker exhibit... This is the laziest exhibit I've ever seen at the Brooklyn Museum. Really? It was the laziest, oh, most boring as shit. Anyway. So where was the white feminism It fucking thing sucked. In here? We'll get there. We'll get there. Right. So I'm looking at this whack exhibit, right? Which is basically right. A case of fucking sneakers. It's not even they're not they're not showing the most interesting sneakers. Mm-hmm. They're not showing There are questions posed in the beginning of the exhibit. How does it, how does the rise of sneaker culture, how does it impact? What are the social implications of it? What are the, I don't know if she mentioned race or whatever, but she mentioned the social implications of it and she mentioned um, masculinity. She being Elizabeth Semelhack, um, who is a woman, she was the curator and she is senior curator at the ba- curator at the Bata Shoe Museum in Toronto. So basically, this is an exhibit I think that started in Toronto and that was like brought here, whatever. That's what that means. It was very Toronto. Well, that's what it means. What you just said? <laughs> Man, I'm just picking up. No, she could have came here and done some separate shit. It was there first. Yeah, but didn't have to be. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know. Anyway, it was fucking whack. Is my point. So she 
there are the shoes in the case and then she's got little essays and descriptions of what's going on or whatever it was all from so this woman is like she specializes in shoes in the story the study of shoes and gender and the roles that they play or whatever she had no business curating this exhibit and it was like she it was like going it was like an outsider did this either an outsider or like my brother when I think my brother could have did a better job, uh-huh. honestly, because my brother actually loves sneakers. Yeah. Because we fucking so maybe love sneakers. You your brother. Yeah, but I guess I'm saying like someone who does not know how to put on an uh, art exhibit. Curate right, right, yeah. Like. It just seemed like somebody who did not care. Who somebody who did not give a fuck about shoes, somebody who wasn't passionate about sneaker culture. It was uh-huh. very much like an outsider's point of view on sneakers there was there were like 23 pairs of jordans in a case it was like okay here's the jordan thing and they were like videos playing um and then just the shoes in the case like different videos playing and then shoes in the case and any moment that she got an opportunity it was said and i, I didn't this is like before i knew who had curated this thing i'm looking i was like yo what is their deal any opportunity that they had it was women did not contribute to the rise in sneaker culture. There, this is the they had a pair of fifty four elevens, a pink pair. This is um, a rare sneaker. This is one of the one one of the only female designed sneakers in the exhibit because women didn't contribute to the rise in sneaker culture. And most of the women's sneakers that are made are specialized as dunks or this that or whatever, and they don't make women's sizes, which is true. They don't make women's sizes in a lot of the important sneakers yeah. because they don't care. But that's a conversation in and of itself. That doesn't mean that we that we don't exist and that we didn't play a role. In the rise of sneaker culture. Yeah. Any opportunity that she had, it was like, yeah, women don't matter. Women didn't matter in this. Women had nothing to do with this. Well, women... Maybe that's the conversation she was trying to create with the exhibit. Right, but then she didn't have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's what I felt like it mm-hmm. wasn't a conversation. It was just like... But that's why I said a conversation she was trying to create. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get... Maybe that's what the goal of the exhibit was, to create this conversation. That's why maybe everything says, but women weren't. So it makes it makes you talk about that. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't feel like it was making me talk about anything, except how mad I was at the exhibit. But we're talking about it now, so it is creating a conversation. Hmm. But. We already know, or I already know, and women who love sneakers already know that we are largely underrepresented and disrespected in this arena, right? We already know that. But what we also know is that we contribute to the sneaker culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are involved in this. We purchase sneakers at large rates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If there are no, they don't have it in a woman's size, we buy the men's size. We if buy the boy's size. Enough, not all of our, like... Yeah, but you can you can like, you can wear boy sizes. I guess I don't know. I guess I guess maybe because I'm not as closely connected to sneakers, mm-hmm. but it, I just feel like I don't know if that's her message. Then that's just her message. Like her message could be to show that this is big hole and the misrepresentation of women in this stuff. Let me make this hole mad obvious. Is maybe what she could be doing because you know that women are highly connected to sneaker culture, but everybody doesn't know that. And she didn't tell anyone. 
you, she kept you know saying, saying it and everything. No, she didn't say that women participate in sneaker culture. You know what I'm saying? She didn't she what she did I felt like was reinforce and reaffirm how we are excluded in a way that also implied that we don't participate in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I get what you're saying. I guess I would have to see the exhibit. I think her making that point was to say that there's a whole like I don't think that she would just say, Oh, we're not here. Like I don't I but I didn't see the exhibit, but it just it just doesn't make any sense for me to even for a person to even say that without trying to make a point of showing the toll of the representation of women. It's possible and, that that's what she was trying to do, just like she was whatever. trying to make an exhibit about the rise of sneaker culture. But there were holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she talked enough about the influence of hip-hop from all angles. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she talked enough about the international sneaker movement. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she talked enough about collectors, I don't think she talked. But this is enough. what happens when you give Canadians a job. No, I'm joking. I, no, I agree with that. Also, when I saw, I was like, "Oh, this, this was in Toronto, where the expectations are lower, mm-hmm. where the bar is not set as high." Shout out once again to all of our Canadian listeners. We love and appreciate you. This exhibit, though, I was like, oh, this is something that would be really cool maybe if I was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like... Not in Brooklyn. No, you don't bring this to Brooklyn, like, the heart of fucking sneaker culture. New York City, you bring this here? You bring this foolishness here? And I'm just supposed to... I was looking at a lot of articles, and it seemed like people were taking the crumbs because they were just so excited to have some shit That's in the museum. That's what it seems like, because I knew about the exhibit and I was going to go, but I didn't, whatever, I mm-hmm. didn't make it there. But from what people were showing, people seem excited, but when I would see pictures of the sneakers, I would be like, oh. But I thought maybe it was because I'm not highly connected to sneakers that no, maybe that's why was I was like oh the, the people were just happy to have it yeah complex magazine was happy that they got an early viewing of it you know what I'm saying so that shit was biased anyway. yeah I mean yeah I hate complex um yeah it was just it was very dry it wasn't visually stimu- visually stimulating it was like they were just throwing people like a bone like where where are the shoes it was maybe 150 pairs of sneakers there you can't, I, I feel like you can't do, you can't do that with less than 200 pairs of shoes. You can't do something. Yeah, there are there people. There are collectors here, like people, say, in, people in the projects. Who own more than yes. that. Who what own what more is than this? Yeah. What is this trash? Yeah. What is this trash? I went with a male friend of mine and we were both, he didn't, he didn't even see the woman angle that I was looking at it from. He was just looking at it as a person who appreciates sneakers, as a man who appreciates sneakers. I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just felt like the the entire tone of it was that of an outsider. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that she did not. I felt like she could have collaborated more with known sneakerheads, sneaker appreciators, sneaker historians. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's just like a shoe lady who knows about Why shoes. Why did they hire her? That's that's not even just her fault. Why the fuck did they hire her? Because they're going to find somebody of color to no, do this? No, but not somebody... even, it doesn't even have to be a person of color. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can curate a fucking sneaker exhibit. Mm-hmm. Like, why did y'all fucking hire her? It would her? most likely be a person of color. Like, why would you hire her? Mm-hmm. 
would you hire her? I don't know. Well, maybe she, she had done it in Toronto and was very successful. I think this was like her project. This was like something that she wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. If you, like... Mm, like, I don't think she was time. commissioned to do yeah, this. I think but, this is like her idea. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that for her stuff, her work to come to Brooklyn Museum now, she got money for that shit. So you kind of hired right. this person. Right. If you really wanted sneakers in the Brooklyn Museum, Brooklyn Museum, mm-hmm. you could have made this shit mm-hmm. happen better than you did. Right. You let that shit come to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. She was doing what she was doing her Toronto shit. Yeah. Why y'all let her come to Brooklyn Why with is that? She here? Why did well, y'all let her come to Brooklyn? Because with Vanity that? Fair said that her exhibit legitimized sneaker culture mm-hmm. as, as art now. Now that she's done this, you know, now it's legitimized. Anyways. Yeah, and then there are people, I read some of the negative reviews, and because she did such a shitty job, okay, in real, like, this is the opportunity to show the high art of fucking kicks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it exists. Yeah. And so, a lot of the reviews were like, oh, well, you can't really do... You can't really do this kind of exhibit with sneakers. They're not as visually stimulating as perhaps the high heel exhibit. Da, 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 da. Sneakers are... In, you really? Yeah. I feel like sneakers After are incredibly... the same to me. Which is why that sucked. It should have been done differently. They should have been like on the wall, like at a fucking sneaker store. It was just not... It was just not good. It was just not good. I'm not happy with it. I don't like it. I don't love it. And I'm mad at Elizabeth for being able to do it. And that's it. So now it's time for... News that's not news. News that's not news and it should be news. We don't understand why it's not news. So Jay and I make it news. So get ready for news that's not news. Boop. Yeah, y'all. So, um, this week's news, that's not news story, is, um, last week, Senator Bernie Sanders introduced the Justice is Not for Sale Act, Mm. right? Um, this act will ban government contracts with private prisons. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, listeners, but a lot of the prisons in the U.S. are, um, owned privately by companies, mm-hmm. corporations now at this mm-hmm. point. It's not government situations where we um, own these prisons. Basically, these companies um, make profit off of these prisoners by using prison labor. Usually, these prisons are not um, adequate as far as safety because... They're thinking in corporate ways, so they don't mm-hmm. train the CEOs as much as government prisons mm-hmm. trains their, their correction officers. The um, people aren't fed as well because they're just thinking about bare minimum shit. Because this is a corporation. Mm-hmm. We want to make money. We're not trying to rehabilitate people. We're not trying... They're not people. <laughs> like These are like cyborgs that work for us, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And since... Um, the privatization, the privatization, privatization, privatization. Mm-hmm. Thank you of prisons, um, which we all know was fed by the prison industrial complex to fill these prisons mm-hmm. um, with free labor. Um, we, the U.S., has the most prisoners of any developed country mm-hmm. in the world, wow. and that's for a reason. They mm-hmm. need, in quotations, employees. Mm-hmm. How do we get employees? Mm-hmm. We lock up people. Right. 
So um, this act would um, do good because I don't, I don't. Most people know prison shouldn't be owned by companies for for profit companies. Mm -hmm. Why prison about profit? Yeah. So prisons were made to even though even government prisons don't do that to a T either. But prisons were made to rehabilitate mm -hmm. the prisoners. You mm -hmm. want them to eventually be free mm -hmm. and learn their lesson right. and be productive You want them coming citizens. out as productive citizens. Yes. You want to hold them while they're not productive. Yes. Punish them for whatever their crime was and then put them back into the world. Yeah, because they have to come back here and... Right, right, right. But that's, see, that's, that's again, that's not really what they want. No, no, they no, want of course not. They go back in. Yeah, that's, it's an it's a industrial complex. Right. They have, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, a study in 2004 found that when POCs are sentenced to time in prison, they are more likely than their white peers to be sent to these institutions. Mm -hmm. So people of color are more likely to be sent into these private, private prisons. Oh, wow. And since the prisons have become private, people call the prison system the new slavery mm -hmm. because that's exactly what it is. And mm -hmm. it's, I feel it's no coincidence that people of color are more likely sent to private prisons right. rather than government-owned mm -hmm. prisons mm -hmm. because, you know, you're not humans right. and right. all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, another cool thing about this is that when people talk about prisons, they don't talk too much about detainment centers as far as immigration and um, mm -hmm. that stuff. Those, A lot of those are private also, and mm -hmm. they are... Key in prison labor also. Mm -hmm. People don't really talk about those so much. You always, you know, we typically think of like regular prisons. So that would stop the privatization of those detainment centers also, mm -hmm. which is good. Like you don't want them to be in this country. So you detain them mm -hmm. and then you make them work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like. Interesting. Yeah, like, you know. Mm. So um, if the laws pass, um, it also kills a provision that requires the detainment of 34,000 people a day by customs enforcement and immigration. So that's wow. a lot of people. That's yeah. a, about how many people are detained. You have to, that's the requirement. They have to detain that many people. Is uh, that? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Because America. Right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You need a why? Right. <laughs> like, this is free labor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we send them away. Mm. Maybe. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe we keep them because mm -hmm. this is free labor. Like, come on, America. Can you stop it with the slavery? What is with you in slavery? They need it. That's love what the that country shit. was founded on. They love that shit. And then capitalism. Slaves Somebody has to be on America. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has to be on the bottom. Slaves. <laughs> like, and I get class someone does have to be on the bottom it's a capitali capitalism it's a capitalism right. situation but could we not have slaves uh, like slaves no yeah because that's that's like capitalism that's how you capitalize how you make the most for the for the least there are um no we can like could we just have poor people do we have to have slaves slaves you can make more money off of slaves like slaves they love them some slaves. Yeah. You have a slave habit, America. Yeah. Step away from the Step slaves. Step away from the slaves. 
step away from the slaves. Yeah, so I think it's pretty dope that Senator Bernie Sanders um, introduced this bill. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's called the Justice is Not for Sale Act. Um, There's other senators that are um, working with him with this also, but my apologies, I didn't write it down. But you can use your, you use your Googles. Do your Googles. And um, get more information on that. But yeah, I think wow. it's pretty dope. And, That's um, awesome. He's a presidential he, candidate. He's a presidential candidate, and he's like still doing his job, even though he's trying to campaign right. for another job. That's cool. But yeah, I don't know. Which kn- tends to be difficult yes. for a lot of people. Yes. I really want someone on his PR team to get him a tailor. Like, you cannot, I just, he's just, I just need to get a But if Donald Trump can have that hair, then Bernie can wear whatever the fuck he wants. Well, Bernie also has a hair situation. Yeah, he does. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can, I'm cool with the hair situation. He does. We gotta tackle this suit tailor situation, man. We gotta tackle it, yo. He's gotta look a little bit more presidential, I feel. Maybe he should have hired the liaison, not Hillary. <laughs> Fucking Hillary Clinton, yo. Why the fuck did she do the fucking nene? Why the fuck is Ellen Hillary Clinton whipping a nene? Ellen actually That was nay-nay. approved beforehand. You, you think that wasn't approved before yeah, she I'm went sure. out here? You think Ellen DeGeneres I mean... asked fucking the the woman presidential candidate on the spot to do the nene that shit was approved i'm sure and she was like of course i need you to not do the nene no don't do the nene why are you dancing because she wants to, why are you dancing she's trying to follow like in girl's footsteps she has to relate to us stop somehow. doing that yo doing the nene is not the same as bill playing the saxophone it's really the nene not. is not a skill really and not. you are not skilled at it she's not at all number one it was insulting the nene is for kids <laughs> it's for children it's for children why are you doing it we watch our kids do them at cookouts like that's not a dance that adults are doing don't it's do for it. kids Dancing with the stars, stop doing a fucking nene. Why would we Why find are doing that endearing? It? That is for the kids. Why? Let the kids have their stuff. Would we find it endearing for a presidential candidate to, to do, do the, the nene. nene of all things, yo? And watch her whip. We don't want to watch white people whip. We have had enough. Why would I want to see you whip? No, America and your slavery. You need to stop. Stop with the slavery. Don't be whipping. Don't whip. Watch me whip. No, No. Hillary. You don't do that. I just find it insulting that she was dancing. Why couldn't she do something else if she had to dance? You should have ran when the Macarena was out. That's the only thing that we would let you do. Okay? You should not be whipping. I'm sorry. You are white. There's a history of slavery in this country. Y'all love slavery. Don't be whipping. She can't be whipping. <sighs> you can't. I just don't understand. Don't be whipping. I gotta tweet that. White people, you cannot be whipping. <sighs> I just don't understand why Hillary Clinton was doing the whip in the nene. I don't know. Was there nothing else? Her black liaison was like, girl... <laughs> Where was her black liaison? What did she hire this person for? It's not that, yo. Oh my goodness. I think she was lying again. Let me put you on. She do be lying. She do be lying. Tag. 
Mm. Anyway, oh, no. can we throw somebody in the pit? She's in there. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> you get honorable mention in the pit for fucking dancing the nene of all dances. And doing a dance called the whip. Oh my god. How goodness. did you do that? I didn't even think about that in the moment. That just popped in my head now. Yeah. Now watch me whip. No, you should not do that. Oh my goodness. Hillary, don't whip. Don't whip, because you know something. I used to do that back in the day, your ancestors. Oh my gosh. She didn't even wear a pantsuit when she did that. She I didn't? can't even. Oh, I can't. That's just. Anyway. Okay, so. Or maybe she did. It just was stupid either way. I don't know. Go on. So, on to the pits. The pits. Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new Triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So, um, this week's pits, I am not throwing a person. Mm-hmm. I am throwing a home team of motherfuckers. Really? Yes. Okay. I am throwing Team Natural. <gasps> <laughs> and to be pits. But we are a part of that team. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a part of Team Natural. Okay. You're just natural. Right. I'm just natural. Right. There's no team. There, Who are we battling? There is Who are we no battling? Team. Who is the opponent? There is no team. The Relaxer Girls? There is no team. So we maybe um, want to bring this to the pit. Please. Even though I do appreciate having a team database of what hair products to use and how but to... But it doesn't have to be called team. Like, no. at this point... I don't like teams mean. of anything, Yeah, honestly. but what is... Why, why are you... Team Nacho, yeah. yeah so, what like brought it. this and made me say this was... A friend of mine on Facebook, he posted a status. A which, male. A man. Which was another layer. He goes in the pit, too. Uh-huh. You probably listen. You going in the pit, too, yeah. Randall. Randall. He puts a status... And he doesn't, he's not a bad guy, but he does his things about women, feminism, womanism, mm-hmm. also the LGBT community. community. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand, I, I feel like he doesn't understand things. Yeah. But he's not stupid. He just, just thinks he doesn't have to think about because he's wrapped up in his black male privilege and mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. <gasps> oh, <wow. laughs> black male privilege. What? Yes, black men, you do have that. Anyways, right. that we're, we're not talking about that today. Mm-hmm. So, um, he posts a status and he's like, um, and I don't think this was his intent, mm-hmm. but he's like, um, like this status, if you're natural, don't wear makeup and have no tats. I just want to see something. If you dry up yourself, raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand if you something. dry up yourself. So I go just to look at these. I already know mm-hmm. you cannot, because we have been socialized women to compete with each other all the fucking time because mm-hmm. the patriarch just tells us we're not supposed to Especially like each other. Especially when a man is watching. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to. Dance! Yeah. I'm better to pick me. Uh-huh. Pick right. me. All right. of that shit. Mm-hmm. So let me peek in here. And see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say anything, but I wanted to peek in there. So it was like, some people like, I'm natural, but I don't have tats. I'm natural, but I don't have tats. You know, like some have whatever. Mm-hmm. And then some like, 100% natural, that's fine. That's not their voices, obviously, but that's how, oh, I, <laughs> that's how I interpreted it. So then this one girl, 
At first, I was annoyed with her because mm-hmm. she was like, I have a relaxer, I wear, t- I wear makeup, and I have a tattoos, but I got a job! And, oh <laughs> like God. that. And since, since being natural is popular, uh-huh. or since, when, since, since it's the thing now, something uh-huh. like that, I don't know, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. So at first, she annoyed me because I'm like, what do you mean since natural is popular now? Like, what are you right. talking about? Where have you been for the past kind right. of, maybe like, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. you know, it's been mm-hmm. doing like, you know, whatever. I don't She's know what been somewhere about. with Hillary doing the whip and I the guess. So at first I was annoyed with her and I even made my own status, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I went back and I thought about it more and I was like, she feels this way because Team Natural made her feel this way about her still wanting to have relaxers. And... Okay. Go on. I already, I already have issues with Team Natural because... Like we said earlier, who is the opponent? Right. Who we fighting against? Right. I felt that she had to bring up. I have a job because she felt less than because she still relaxes her hair or whatever. Mm. So me, I didn't wasn't gonna comment to her because I felt she was. Just, I wasn't gonna talk Don't, to her. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. So I just basically went in status and said, you know, just to be to be honest. Um, it's natural. What's mm-hmm. natural is that women always alter since the beginning of the time mm-hmm. have done things have done things to alter and modify our looks mm-hmm. to either look appealing to men, more appealing to ourselves, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what is natural. Right. And I'm only saying this because it looks like a woman competition is going on in here. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I don't know if that was your intent, but that was going on. Right. So then after that, it's still still more... I don't know. It was just the women who were natural, who didn't wear makeup, who didn't have tattoos, and who didn't have relaxers mm-hmm. was just so like, yeah! yeah! And it was just... It just made me Did uncomfortable. Did Randall ever come back with whatever the fuck No, of course not. Was. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Because he just not. wanted to throw something yeah, out there. Yeah, and see where it landed and uh-huh. let us fight over these crumbs or whatever. Right. Because I feel like you could do that with any kind of thing and the women... A man could do that with any kind of thing and the women who, who feel like it's important to respond mm-hmm. to this will come in. And he could have said, raise your hand if... You have a long weave and you have a job. And I think he have... said weave too. Uh-huh. He said weave also. Uh-huh. But for me, it was like. And they still would have come in and still would have been like, yeah, girl, I, regardless of whether it was yeah, Team Natural. Yeah, it could have been anything. Or Team Weave. For me, it just it brought up my feelings of I don't like Team Natural because I already had these feelings because it was like, I don't get why it's a team. Mm-hmm. I don't get why it's like. To me, if you're hashtag Team Natural was. Why are black women still separating ourselves? Mm. Why is it like, I'm over here because I'm team natural. That's kind of what I, right. my connotation of what I get why maybe the terms began because mm-hmm. it was a team of a few. Right. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's redundant now at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be screaming team natural. Like, I don't feel that. Remember relaxers? Because I, I know, I know women in air quotes, team natural who make women who still use relaxers feel, like, bad about that shit. That's her hair. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. That's her hair. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, think there's anything wrong with that. Like, it's her hair. I don't think it's cute. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. But that's, that's her hair. Her I'm not going to make yeah. you feel bad. Only time, the only time I take... One creamy right, crack in your The hair? only time I take major... Like, the only time it really bothers me is when I see children, when I see young yeah, girls... Yeah, because it's not their choice. ...with their hair straightened. Yeah. And then I'm like, why are you doing this to your child's brain? Like, what the... Why are you putting... Let her... I, I, I do feel like 
that should be a choice. I don't feel like a girl should have her hair chemically straightened because yeah, that's a, for me when it comes to that. I, more I don't like it because it's like um, this is a child. Like even that, when I even that when, stresses me. Yeah, out. even yeah. when I when I got relaxed as a child. My mom didn't relax our hair for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know, but she waited for us to menstruate. Mm-hmm. Like, at the very least, I was like 12, 13. Right, right, right. right. I can't imagine. When I hear stories of girls who got relaxes at two and three, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that, to me, that's extreme. But when it comes to. A, a woman with a relaxer, I do not care if you have a relaxer. Right. I don't care if you have. What does yeah, that no, have to I do with me? I don't care. And, I, I don't and, I, care. and I've, I've come across. Team natural type women mm-hmm. who feel that they're—I don't know if they feel this way—but they project this notion that they are better than a woman with a relaxer, and mm-hmm. it's like uh, that doesn't mean that. Like, doesn't mean anything. But again, that goes back to to certain women being worth respect and others not being yeah, worth yeah, respect. Yeah, it's definitely, the same like definitely. whole slut. But it's just like annoying, and then it made me think about. A time when I still wore a bit like long weaves and I still relaxed my hair. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I would be in circles who would talk about things that we talk about here. I've mm-hmm. always been this person. I've never been no. I didn't. I didn't wake up one day. I right. came out my mother's womb like I don't trust these black not flat. Mm-hmm. But like you know, this is not some new shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in circles with people, natural hair women. And men who I guess prefer natural, mm-hmm. and we would have these discussions like we're having here. But what I what I would say wouldn't be as valid because I was a girl with a layered weave mm-hmm. down my back. Right, right. And that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So maybe that I'm thinking it's coming from those times in my life where it's right. just like when people try to then succeed, obviously, but it was tried to make me feel a kind of way because I I. Sh- you have knowledge yourself, so why do you do that? Yeah. I like my hair like this. Right. What the fuck? I have knowledge yourself, and I know that I like my hair like this because that's, that's the knowledge that I have yeah. about myself I had and what long I like. Black extension braids once, not once, but I did it. I was, at some point when I was in college, I was doing that like long black uh-huh. like braids or whatever. They were like the straight braids, whatever the fuck that type of hair is. I don't fucking know, but it was like fucking some long shit. Anyway. I was having a conversation with this dude. We had this. He drove me home. We had this whole conversation. We got a party, whatever. I'm already rolling my eyes, listeners. Yeah, we had a party. He's like, "I'll drive you home, whatever." It was all cool. A friend or a friend. We have this good conversation in the car about any number of things that I would normally talk about. And he's like, "Wow, you know, you're really smart. I just thought you was like a chick with braids." I was like, "What? What does that even mean?" Yeah. What the fuck is the difference? So it's. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the. Cause I've been natural for a long time, mm-hmm. but most of my natural, I, I didn't become natural like a regular person. Mm-hmm. I was natural under my weave. Right. Like, why am I relaxing my hair if mm-hmm. I'm going to have this weave on mm-hmm. or whatever? So I remember the first time I like wore an afro, like out and about. I'm like, okay, I can do this now. You know, when my afro out and about and I had people like, yeah, I like you like this. You look more serious. You oh, look like you, like you got all of the knowledge. And it was like, what? My yeah. hair didn't change my brain. Yeah, but you had maybe dried yourself up a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, now I so since so I don't you. care about my look, yeah, yeah, now you can respect me. Since I'm not distracting you with my look, mm-hmm. now you can take me serious, mm-hmm. and now you know whatever. And I just, I just for me, that whole team natural thing feeds mm-hmm. into that that 
that mindset, that team natural mindset, not the actual mm-hmm. natural people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just ugh. It just I would like for me men to stop taking surveys about what. <laughs> Like, if I see another dude on Twitter or Facebook or whatever asking women a question, okay, that implies some shit in the question itself, like, I just want you to kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, just stop it already. Yeah. It's annoying. I agree. Anyway. But they're dumb. Yeah. Like, when they do that, they're dumb. That's why at first I wasn't going to say anything. Let me just peek in. Mm-hmm. And I already had... That's the person who um, needed me to explain to him um, Amber Rose's mm-hmm. video. Like, her funnier I'm not, video. Yeah, I'm not explaining that to you. Right. But, yeah, like, if you really have questions about these things, mm-hmm. do, like, some research, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why are you polling answers for what? To compare to what? What are you saying? Like, what is your deal, bro? He just wants to affirm some shit he's already thinking in his head. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We did what we came to do here. We today. sure did. That's good. I'm with it. I'm with it. You guys can make sure you are listening to the show on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher. Make sure you like, rate, comment. We need and appreciate your support. Yes, yes, yes. Where else can they find us? You can find us on Tumblr, Tea with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Tea with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, Tea with Cute Jay. Boom. See how it changes a little yeah, bit? You like See that. how we do that? You like yeah. that? Take that, take that. I was about to do that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also have a link that we add in every episode to donate to help grow the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for us to get new natural hair products. It's not for us to <laughs> buy a twisty sponge. <laughs> it's not for us to get our nails done. It's, it's just, not for me to buy lunch at work. Yeah, it's a part of building the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Do what you want with that. I'm with it. All right, are we done here? Do we I... say everything? Oh, we have an email address. Whoa, what? Yeah. We have an email. Tea with Queen and J at, at gmail.com. Uh, where you can hit us up and say anything. You, we, you, if you want to send us articles or stuff like that, you can, of course, always tweet us or do whatever, but you can also, also send, send us, us emails too. about so stuff. So maybe it's anonymous so people don't see your act right, or see your right, comment. Right. You can, um, yeah, suggest news that's not news stories, mm-hmm. suggest people to go in a pit. If you have, we like to read, if you have an interesting book or something that you want us to read, yeah, we're down for you that. Think we should see, see, we're down for it. Yep, definitely there down. You go. And it's a Rizab? It's a Rizab. Did you enjoy this? I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> this is that kind of episode. Bye, guys. see a line and over that line I see green fields and lovely flowers and beautiful white women with their arms stretched out to me over that line but I can't seem to get there no how I can't seem to get over that line that was Harriet Tubman in the 1800s and let me tell you something 
The only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is opportunity. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. So here's to all the writers, the awesome people that are Ben Sherwood, Paul Lee, Peter Nowak, Shonda Rhimes, people who have redefined what it means to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be a leading woman, to be black. And to the Taraji P. Hensons, the Kerry Washingtons, the Halle Berrys, the Nicole Baharis, the Megan Goods, to Gabrielle Union, thank you for taking us over that line. Thank you for the Television Academy. Thank you.